pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, yeah, that's going to be something to keep an eye on moving forward. Now, this isn't the first time that we've seen a running back uh, do this. Uh, and, Kevin, I highlighted this to close out the show yesterday. The reason that this is such a big deal, and I'm surprised that it's taking this. I'm surprised that we're in June and this is happening. I think this is something that should have been brought to the attention of the Vikings a lot sooner. Uh, I don't know if Cook just realized this or what. But, I mean, when you look at the list of running backs that are going to be available next year's free agency, it's unreal. It's not just the length of the list of the running backs that are on there. I mean, it, it is straight up the talent that is on that list as well. That's going to be the, the main thing that you're going to keep an eye on and say, holy smokes, Like that, trust me, there's going to be teams that are willing to lose their talented running back because there's going to be another 1,000-yard back on the market that you can say, is that back as talented as the guy we had? No, but... Again, for a much cheaper price, we're going to be able to get that guy. Some of the names on that list, yes, Joe Mixon is a name that will be a free agent after the end of next season. Todd Gurley, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt. Uh, I mean, you look at Mack out of the Colts. Uh, I mean, look, the list goes on and on. And the bottom line is is that there are going to be plenty of opportunities for teams to get a running back next offseason. And I don't think there's going to be too many teams lining up trying to extend their current running back. Now, with that being said, Dalvin Cook has one year left at $1.3 million. Kirk Cousins, with all the money that he has made, making, all right, then you take a look at the money that they gave Kirk Cousins. Cousins is going to make more in one season than the money that Cook is asking for. Kirk Cousins is going to make more money in one season than what Dalvin Cook is looking to make in three, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) And like, look, me and you got back and forth about this when it came to Zeke Elliott. I never argued that Zeke wasn't good or wasn't good enough to ask for that money. I just thought that because of how many running backs are out there, he should not have received that money from the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to say the same thing about, obviously, Cook, mainly because I don't think the Vikings are in position to do that. You've already put a ton of money into your quarterback. You have lost Stephon Diggs. That's a problem right there. Um, but, again, the running back position, we've seen this this franchise lose out on one of the best running backs ever in Adrian Peterson, and then they find themselves with Cook by the end of the decade. That right there should scream, hey, we can get running backs. They're easier to come by than most positions. I mean, look, you lose a quarterback, you're fighting for decades, it seems, to find your next great quarterback. Not everyone's Mike has fort- got a great quarterback right now? No, what I mean is, is like, <laughs> when you lose an Adrian Peterson, when you lose an all-time great, it's not often where another all-time great just replaces that great. I know there was a gap in there before Cook got here, but my point is, is that they seem to stumble on great running backs quite often, especially in this last decade. Who's to say they can't do it again? You lose a quarterback, even a good quarterback, it's tough to come by another good quarterback at that. That's why the Dallas Cowboys are in the situation that they're in. I don't think that the Cowboys look at Dak Prescott and say, oh, he's the best quarterback of the National Football League, but they damn sure know he's not the worst, and they know just how hard it is to find someone right in the middle. And I think he's better than above the middle, but that's where we're at right now. People have to be, Teams have to be very strategic with where their money goes. It's easy to say the quarterback, but it's also easy to say, yeah, he's one of the best backs in the league, but look at all the great backs on that list that we could probably get cheaper. Thing about Dalvin Cook for me is he's got bad hamstrings. He's so fast. He's a home run threat, but he's always hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this past season was his first year that he played uh, basically a whole season. I know he missed like two games, but I think he played like 14 games this season. But this is the first season he was able to stay on the field for an extended period of time. And, I mean, he was having a, a good rookie year, got hurt. was having a good second year, got hurt. He had a great third year. But can he be counted on to stay on the field for at least 14 games? Because that's what you really need. If if he's on the field for 14 games, he's effective, obviously, in the running game. Number season's going to 17, too. Right. Yeah. So you got he's effective in the run game, effective in the pass game. I mean, he's a home run threat. He's he's with you. He's like almost as good as Alvin Kamara. Almost as good as he is. Um, I just I if I'm the Vikings, I'm hesitant to pay him based off his injury history, just because like I mean he was hurt at Florida State. It's like it's just, it's just you know I just that's what I would be hesitant on. But I mean it, he's he's a great running back, especially in today's game where it's about being in space and being able to catch the ball out the backfield and those swing passes and everything like that. He's a great player. You talk about how Dak and the Zeke situation, how basically they paid Zeke before they paid Dak, and basically that's the same situation that the Vikings are in. They re-upped Cousins before they paid the workhorse who basically makes the quarterback's job easier. So they're in a, they're in a bind, man. Because I mean, we could talk about you can get another running back that can be just as productive, but he's the only running back in the league that can bust a seventy yard run. They don't bust seventy yard runs in the NFL. That's a college and high school thing. Like a guy in the NFL, oh man, he busts off a twenty five to thirty yarder, but he can bust off a seventy yard run. He's done it multiple times. So that's where I would be wary of though with the injury history, man. Like I just I just don't know. I'm going to do this. I'm going to say that there is no health concern. I'm going to just say that he's the best back of the game and that the Vikings find themselves in this situation. And the bottom line is, is that I still, to this day, I'm going to remain consistent. I was, a, I mean, I got to be consistent here. I was a, the biggest Zeke fan in the world because, hey, he was a Buckeye and he went to one of my top favorite teams in the Dallas Cowboys. So I was all about him being in Dallas, but I was not about Dallas forking over that money to him. Now, the Cowboys are in a situation, and this is what I'm going to get into with the Bengals here in a moment. This is why I think that between, uh, when you look at both backs and Cooks and Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon's in a much better position to get paid. I don't think he's as good as Cooks, but I think that he is as effective. I don't think that the Bengals are worse off with Mixon than Cook. I think that Cook would be an upgrade, but again, both are very, very good at their jobs. But when you look at the fact that they've already paid their quarterback, in you know you know you have you know Cooks looking for his money, but Cousins you've already forked over that money to him and significant money. Uh, they're trying to figure out some issues on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. All right, they're you know replacing Diggs that was their main focus. They actually did a pretty good job in the draft, but that's the thing. You've paid your quarterback. You have young wide receiver talent right now because of what you did in the draft. You might be in position to pay him, but at the same time. I think it's foolish when you look at that list of running backs, and I'm counting them in right now. I mean, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16 running backs. Not including the new running backs that are going to be coming into the league at the draft next year. So let's just say that there's two good ones. We're talking about 18 to 20 running backs that are going to be looking for new jobs or looking for money next year. That alone right there is why I think you could take a hit at the talent position at running back Save money and put that money elsewhere. If you're the Vikings, that's what you have to do. Now, here's why if you are the Cincinnati Bengals. And Bengals fans, I know I like to beat up on the Bengals a lot. But I think that the Bengals are in very good shape right now that they should pay Joe Mixon the money. They should. 
you have like and for instance, if AJ Green gets that money before Mixon, I'll I'll be irate. <laughs> I'll be irate. Joe Mixon is a contributor. He's out on the field. He's a guy you can count on. And AJ Green, not that he's not any of those things or has not been any of those things, but he has not been any of those things recently. I poke fun at all the time how much time he has missed. I mean, he's only played one game in the last 23 or 24. You can't have that. You can't fork money into that uh, non-reliability. You can rely on Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is in a position where he's looking to get paid, but guess what? They just drafted their quarterback. You have Joe Burrow for the next four years at a rookie minimum. You already signed Tyler Boyd. You have hit to a four-year deal and an extension last season, so you have Tyler Boyd for three more years. T. Higgins. T. Higgins is the replacement for A.J. Green at some point. We just don't know when that is. So if your young core is a Joe Burrow with a Joe Mixon, with the T. Higgins, uh, and you have Tyler Boyd right there, I'm sorry, that's your core. I mean, I'm not sorry, I mean, but, but that's your core. Mm-hmm. That's nothing that you should look at and say, oh, well, that's not that good. That's very good. Joe Mixon deserves to be paid in Cincinnati because, yes, of his contributions, but because where else is that money going to go? You don't have to pay your quarterback for another three years. You don't have to pay your, you know, your, your experienced receiver in Boyd for another three years. I, and T. Higgins, I'm, I'm assuming that T. Higgins comes in and is that A.J. Green, that next big receiver for the Bengals, mm-hmm. and they've done a fantastic job over the years of, of really acquiring receivers, drafting receivers, developing receivers. I, I will give them that. They are very good when it comes to that. The Cincinnati Bengals should pay Joe Mixon. The Vikings should not pay Cook if they don't have to. If they want to do it, fine. But it's going to be one of those situations where the Cowboys, I still think, have a little buyer's remorse when it does come to Zeke Elliott. I think there there is a little buyer's remorse there. If the Cowboys didn't have you know him tied up into that big money, look at all these running backs they could have got for possibly cheaper. Who do you think the Cowboys should assign first, Dak or Zeke? Dak at the time. My opinion on Dak too is a lot of the money that they're going to put into him would single handedly cut off their chances of being able to acquire more talent. Really, I'm taking out my frustrations on Dak that were left over from me complaining about the Cowboys paying Zeke at the time because Zeke should not have got that money. The quarterback should have. And to be honest, the Vikings are going to feel like, oh, man, I hate to let Cooks go, but we at least have our quarterback. You don't have to like Cousins. I'm not a big fan of Cousins, but they feel better about themselves having a quarterback moving forward than being a team like the Bengals the last two years who have had a running back and no quarterback. So I think Mixon's in a good spot. I think Mixon, there's a better chance that Mixon gets what he's going to ask for from the Bengals than what Cooks does from the, the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I was reading that Dalvin Cook wants McCaffrey money. Ain't happening. See ya. Ain't happening. I love, I love you, DC4. I love you, man. You're a great player, but you're not even going to sniff that type of money. One, he's better running back than you. Two, he's on the field more than you. And three, they're just not going to pay you that type of money, man. They're just not. They're just not. They're not one down in position to because they have to, so many holes to fill because of uh, digs and also already coughing up big bucks to Kirk Cousins. Like I just don't think... Minnesota's going to give him that money. But, I mean, where does he end up if if not back with the Vikings? That's a good question, too. But, I mean, like I said, this 18 to 20-plus running backs that are going to be available next offseason. And, folks, it's not just that the running backs are available. It's the running backs that are available. Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry, Leonard Fournette. Okay, Derrick Henry, by the way. Derrick Henry, ladies and gentlemen. Leonard Fournette, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara. I mean, my good Todd Gurley, James Conner. 
Not not a sexy name, but he's a thousand yard back. He's capable of it. He wasn't a thousand a thousand yard back last year. Dalvin can come to the Steelers. You know, to be honest, there you go. That I mean, that could be a fit, and I could see Connor Cook going to Minnesota. I could see that happening very easily uh, as well, as far as that's concerned. And, and look, the Vikings have the receiver now that they just drafted. Obviously, they loved who they got in the draft. You have your quarterback. It's just one of those where you've already paid your quarterback max dollar. You can get another running back for fairly cheap and use that money elsewhere to provide another receiver, another offensive weapon for Cousins, or you put it on the defensive end. But Kareem Hunt, Marlon Mack from the Colts, as we talked about yesterday, Chris Carson, Jamal Williams, Matt Breida. Bottom line is the Vikings, they're going to have their their options there. The Bengals are going to have their options. But you know what you have with Mixon, and if that offensive line, who I mean, he's he rushed for a thousand yards on the year that they had the biggest joke of an offensive line in the National Football League. We know he can produce. He's mm-hmm. produced when the chips are down. So imagine when he has weapons around him. I'm a big Mixon fan. I think that the Bengals, before it even comes to that, which I know they won't, but the Bengals, before it comes to that, should work out a deal with Mixon so that there is no distractions. You have a rookie quarterback. Okay? You have some younger wide receivers coming in. You also have an experienced receiver in A.J. Green that hopefully for the first time in a while is healthy to start the season and they can get some good chemistry going. What you do not want in a year that's already been stricken by COVID and shortened time together, you do not want Joe Burrow to go as that much time without having his full core together. Because the core moving forward for the Bengals, in my opinion, it does not feature A.J. Green. It is T. Higgins. Assuming T. Higgins produces this year, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd for the next three years, and then you sign you know, Joe Mixon, you're set. That's your core for the next four years, and you have a very good and bright future ahead, assuming that offensive line is what they say it is as well. All right, Bengals fans, I know you're shocked. I went a whole 20 minutes and didn't bash your Bengals once. Uh, I think that the Bengals are in good shape. I started looking at this Cook situation. I said, this is, we might as well you know, take out Vikings, insert Bengals, because I think that they are going to be in this conversation within the near future. And if not, I don't know what Mixon is thinking. You don't want to wait till next summer to force the Bengals' hand, because then the Bengals are going to be very tempted to just say, we'll just draft a running back, or we'll sign Connor or one of these other guys for fairly cheap. So Joe Mixon, I'm actually pushing for this, needs to put the Bengals' feet to the fire, or Mike Brown could do something that would catch everyone off guard. Don't wait for the player to come to you. You go to the player. It'll never happen. It's not a Bengals thing. That's any team thing. They should just get this done. No distractions. Just get ready to go win games. If you can have your offensive course set for the next four years, the Bengals are in good shape as far as that's concerned. 457-9464. Bengals fans, I want to hear from you. You look at the situation that the Vikings are in with uh, Dalvin Cook. They'll be The Bengals will be in the similar situation and will be here shortly when it comes, obviously, uh, to their running back situation moving forward with Joe Mixon. Like I said, they're in good shape. They got to get it done. They got to get it done. We'll take your calls on the other side. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. All right, we welcome you back. Justin Kinner, Kevin Nash with you here. And uh, we opened up, of course, talking about the, the running back situation with the Minnesota Vikings. I think it's going to mirror the same situation that the Bengals will find themselves in here. Uh, really, I'm surprised that, you know, Cook has come out and demanded this. By the way, I have no issue with that. I don't think that he should get the money, but I have no issue with it. Like, I think it's smart. I mean, you look at that. I just talked about the 18 to 20 running backs that are going to be available next offseason. He's not going to, like, and by the way, if Joe Mixon waits till next year to try to play this, like, that's dumb. Like, then I will poke fun at that because why are you waiting to put the Bengals' feet to the fire when there's gonna, they're going to have plenty of options? Like, you, need, you have the leverage now. You need to threaten that, hey, 
you just drafted this new this new quarterback. You have these new offensive weapons. Well, it's not going to work as as smoothly if you don't have your top running back here. So, right. um, I'm not going to step foot out on the field one more time until I have my deal done. That's smart on Cook's part as far as negotiating is concerned and having a little leverage. Joe Mixon could have that same thing. So I'm hoping that Joe Mixon kind of plays that card. At the same time, I do believe that Joe Mixon will get the money before Cook's will at the same time. So someone just shot in a note that it's ridiculous that I'm trying to justify Mixon getting paid over Cook when Cook is, is way better, that they should be paid their value. Isn't that the case in life? In any position? How many positions in life, forget football, just everyday life, how many of you listening are paid what you're truly worth? Let's just be honest. I don't feel bad for the players in these situations. Not just because, oh, I'm going to use the tired excuse, if they make millions of dollars, they'll be all right. But, you know, they'll be all right. So my <laughs> point is, is and, and again, I, I've used this example in the past, Kev, all my friends who are teachers, all they do is complain about how they, they get paid so little and, and, and how that they don't have enough school supplies. They have to buy their own supplies. I'm not mocking that. I, I'm very well aware that that's the reality. But... I've also known that for, I mean, pretty much my entire life that teachers don't get paid that much money. I'm also very well aware that teachers all the time have said, hey, I have to, you know, spend out of my own pocket to provide a lot of supplies for my own classroom. But you know what those kids still ended up doing? Going to school to be a teacher. You went to school to be a teacher knowing that the pay wasn't good, knowing that you were going to have to pay out of pocket for some of your school supplies, and then you still complain complain about it as if it's just this brand new piece of information that you've never, that you were like unaware of. Kev, running backs, it's kind of the same thing. You can't be a running back your whole life. You can't go to college to be a running back, dra- be drafted as a running back, and then in year three of your four-year deal, sit there and act surprised that, hey, why isn't my team paying me what I'm worth? Not a lot of – I mean, the Cowboys, I, I don't get that. The Rams made the mistake with Gurley. Hell, they had to cut Gurley. The Chargers ended up sticking to their guns as far as Melvin Gordon is concerned. So I'm not mocking teachers. All I'm saying is is that – the situation for teachers has not changed, and it's the same complaints every year, no matter what. And I sympathize with you. I'm just saying, but like when my friends and I'll never forget, like when my friends who I went to high school with and college with, those same complaints existed before you went to school to be a teacher. Then you get your degree, and then you get a teaching job, and then you're sitting there telling me the same things that you were very well aware of before you went to school to be a teacher. Running backs, it's the same thing. I don't think it's the same. It's the thing. exact same thing. They know that they, no one wants to pay running backs. I think for especially for teachers. It's uh, at least the teachers that I know, like they fall in love with teaching because they love kids and they want to give back. And I think that's just like the the pay is part of the the issue. It's like a cost and giving situation. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, well, I'm willing to give up this amount of money because I love what I'm doing. And then when you get older, like the same feelings you have at 22, 23 years old. When you're like, all right, I got me a nice little $500 apartment aren't the same feelings that you have when you're 30 plus years old when you're trying to start a family. You start thinking to yourself like, man, I need more income. So I don't think it's fair, especially for teachers to, to try to be like thinking like, all right, I, I'm not making money now. So uh, I need to be make sure I'm making money in the future. Like it's, it's, it's the cost of doing business. But like, I don't think that's where their mind is when they when they get into the profession as far as running backs. Yeah, it's it, the 
somehow this position is is totally devalued. I I'm a firm believer. I don't believe that. I don't believe that the running back is a a, a, a position that you can just plug and play. I know there's a lot of examples of it, but you look at there's a lot of examples where you don't plug and play. You you tried that. When when Zeke wasn't on the field, the Cowboys' offense wasn't as good. When Dalvin Cook wasn't on the field, the Vikings' offense wasn't as good. When out um, Le'Veon Bell, the Steelers' offense wasn't as good. Like there's a lot of examples of guys that that they played very well that deserve that money. I I'm willing to put big bucks if uh, Christian McCaffrey's not on the field for the Panthers, their offense isn't going to be as good. Four five seven nine four six four. Uh, let's see if this works today, huh? Shall we? No, no, no. Kev, you make a great point. Uh, and, and look, I, I get that. To look, yeah, yeah. We're trying to figure that out. The phone lines are working. We just had the wrong one open. So call back in, and we'll get you taken care of. If you're just tuning in, Justin Kinner, Kev Nash, with you here uh, again. Again, just kind of evaluating the running back market as far as that's concerned moving forward. But the, my my the thing is, is that this narrative of the running back it, it hasn't changed, and it's not even really an opinion. It's it's an opinion that's based off of how the front offices have basically worked forever. I mean, they don't pay a lot of money to running backs. Like the running backs is not yeah, one of their main concerns as far as that's concerned. Because, like I said, how do the Vikings go from in, in the last two decades? How do they find themselves in one decade going from Adrian Peterson? Again, there's a gap, yes, but then you find yourself with Cooks. You run into this all the time. The Cowboys go from Murray to Zeke in a couple years. I mean, the the Cleveland Browns have two elite running backs on their roster right now. I mean, name teams that have two elite quarterbacks on their team. You don't, you, you know, it's tough to find quarterbacks. To me, it's not tough to find running backs. I just made the list of available running backs next year. It's not like if they don't get a, a deal done for Cooks that all of a sudden that they're screwed and there's no options. Uh, there's going to be plenty of options. We just went through those options as far as that yeah, is yeah. concerned. But four five seven nine four six four Twitter at fourteen ten Kenner at fourteen ten Kenner K I N N E R. Kev, who we got on three? We got Chris. Chris, what's up, man? How are you? Hi, uh, how you doing? Uh, just calling. I uh, just want to say, uh, back in the fall, I wished uh, nothing but the worst for Antonio Brown, and I got it. But uh, the running backs are a dime a dozen now, and it seems like uh, anytime you're paying big bucks, you look at Devontae Freeman, mm-hmm. and uh, you look at, uh, oh, man, it's eluding me right now. He replaced Devontae Freeman for Atlanta. Uh, um. Who replaced the running back in Atlanta? Gurley. Fra- Gur- no. Thank you. Goodness. Oh yeah, yes. Gurley. I'm sorry. This season coming up. Yes. Yes. After uh, he got they, that big money from the Rams, so he's about to. He made bank twice. <laughs> yep. They, they're immediately replaced. Like they they don't last. So is paying any running back really worth it? You say that again. I'm just saying, like, and they're immediately gone after getting paid. So it, it's not really worth paying running backs. Everybody kind of gets wiser to it. By the time they pay him. Yeah, because a lot of times, I mean, the running backs will prove their worth within their rookie deal. That I mean, We've seen that with Gurley. Obviously, you saw Kareem Hunt make an immediate impact for the Chiefs before missing time. Uh, you obviously saw what Zeke did in Dallas. In fact, the biggest flaws that he had was the fact that he got in trouble off the field. But on the field, Kev, you're right. There's a night and day difference of what the Cowboys were with them on the field versus without. But, uh, again, I think more teams are going to take chances in trying to find that next running back. I'll be very surprised if the Vikings pay him what he's asking for, to be honest with you. I don't think it'd be the wisest thing. Nope, I'm with you. Are you a Bengals fan? Uh, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Hey! So you're com- you're talking from experience too. Kev's a, a Steelers fan, but we saw the Steelers go through this with Le'Veon Bell, and they opted not to give him that money. Obviously, they have not found a secondary Le'Veon Bell. 
But they've had a thousand yard back since then, so it's not like it's impossible to to replace that productivity. Although it's still a large gap, but we'll see what happens. I thought the Steelers were going to go after Todd Gurley whenever that time came this past off season. I'm surprised they didn't, but the Falcons are a good fit. I, I like it. I was hoping they'd kind of go at him and get him for something low on the market. But well, I wanted them to get J.K. Dobbins or you know a running uh, back like that. I lost my mind when we didn't get him, so I'm a Buckeye fan too. So they had the chance and they let it go. They let it yes, go. They did. But, hey, uh, Chris, thanks so much for the call, man. Much appreciated. Thank you, sir. Have- all right, four five seven nine four six four. We got we gave him the guillotine, uh, but discussing running backs right now here on the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash. Uh, just your thoughts on whether or not you know are running backs worth max dollar? Um, I am not saying that running backs are not worth the money that they ask for. They are you're worth anything that you think that you deserve. It's just a matter of whether the company you're trying to get the money from thinks that. I don't think that the uh, you know when, when you look at the Viking situation, I think they love everything that Cooks brings to the table, but at the same time, they're also looking at okay. How, what is the smartest way to allocate dollars? And the Bengals are going to find that coming up here shortly with Mixon. The difference is, is the Bengals are in good shape. You have your quarterback on a rookie deal. All right, you have T. Higgins, who is a potential replacement to A.J. Green, who I do not think they should give an extension to. So you have him on a four-year deal. Uh, you also have Tyler Boyd, three years left after you gave him that four-year extension last offseason. So your core moving forward, if you're the Bengals, is Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, and Tyler Boyd. I like that as far as that's concerned. Let's go to uh, Jake. Jake and Dayton, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. So I, I, I don't value them. I, there's a handful. There's about five uh, running backs that I value, you know, like uh, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry. I'm a Browns fan. There we go. And Nick, and Nick Chubb would even be on the edge for me. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to the offensive line and the scheme that you're running. You know, if you're in a Kevin Stefanski offense where you're running over 40% of the time, then, yeah, you should probably pay a really good running back. You know, but if you're back in shotgun where you think maybe the Bengals are going to be four and five wide, you know, with Burrow, I don't think it would be ideal to pay Joe Mixon. not saying Joe Mixon isn't good, but I think Joe Joe Mixon, to me, is behind the line of, of paying that guy. Yeah, and, and keep in mind, like, to, I'm going to use the Cowboys as an example. Like, the Cowboys, when they gave Zeke the money a few years ago, the reason I was frustrated is because Zeke and, uh, and, and Dak were on the same deal. So you knew you had to pay both of them at the same time. When you got to pay the running back and the quarterback at the same time, Ty goes to the runner being not really the runner. Ty goes to the quarterback, actually, in this situation. So... That's why I was frustrated with that, but the Bengals are in a different situation. They don't have any big positions that they have to fork over a lot of money to here in the near future, which is why it would make more sense for them to give that money to Mixon than the Vikings to go to Cook or, or another team with their star running back as well. But we'll see. Yeah, see, I, I personally, I would draft a running back every four years. Mm-hmm. I, I, just because you can get them on those cheap rookie deals. Um, I think, you know, you look at Le'Veon, I, I don't think like Le'Veon's been nearly as good without the offensive line and the playmakers that they had in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, and I know the Jets are terrible, but still. Um, so I just think there's a lot of different scenarios, you know, to take there. Absolutely. Hey, man, thanks so much for the call. Much appreciated. Four five seven nine four six four. On to Ron. Ron, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, what's going on, Justin? Another day in paradise. What you got for us? I uh, just hanging out in the backyard, looking at the garden and all that crap. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say about the running back thing. I mean, I think pretty much the NFL's proven that you're, the guys that really 
run like look at Cadillac Williams. He went like what two, three years. I mean, they ran the crap out of him. I mean, and but you get guys. I mean, a four-year deal is about right, but to really extend that, I mean, you want fresh legs, man. I mean, that's probably the position in the NFL that takes the most abuse and really gets really you know, pr- you know appreciated that much, you know. No, absolutely. In fact, like when they when rookie running backs come into the league and they just you know put on for display, it's like unreal. And you think, man, we have to lock him up. But we've seen teams. I mean, the fact that the Rams let Gurley go is mind boggling. It's not as shocking now, but at the time, it's like, man, I couldn't picture them moving on from him so quickly, and they did. I couldn't believe that Melvin Gordon didn't get the deal from the from the Chargers. But they moved on from. They're willing to overlook the talent of the running back because they feel confident that they can replace that talent. And I think that's just the reality of it moving forward. And I mean, dang, I mean, I just can't believe how many talented running backs that there are in the NFL. They're all over the place. And we just had two really good rookies come into the league this year. And who knows, the two wins that we were looking at, of course, Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin and J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State. But then there were other rookie running backs, obviously Hilaire out of LSU and the kid from Florida State. So there's running backs all over the place as far as that's concerned. That's true. And like back in my day, um, Ward done his contract. Mm-hmm. Was up. So they wouldn't, they seen Cadillac Williams in the mirror. So, I mean, they traded him to Atlanta. I mean, but, I mean, he was such a dominant player, man. But, anyway, it was like a four-year, five-year deal. But, yeah, I want to go back to your little comment about replacing T. Higgins with A.J. Green. How about replacing Casey Keenum with Baker Mayfield? Why would we, how, how are we going to replace – how do you replace the backup with the starter, Ron? <laughs> because the starter sucks. <laughs> I get it. That, that, that's your idea of a rib, man. We'll see. This season will tell a lot. I'm not going to argue with you because, hey, look, Baker wasn't good last year, so we'll no, see. I mean, I mean, you can see the plan in motion, man. I mean, are you – I know you keep saying, no, it ain't going to happen. but That's not true at all. I did a whole segment on it two weeks ago <laughs> that Case Keenum is the – that's why they signed him to a three-year deal. They signed him to a three-year deal because if Baker is not the guy, they got their quarterback for the next three years at the very least. And if Baker is their guy, then they don't have to worry about it and they could trade Keenum later. So, no, all good. You ain't going to get me. All good. All right, let Baker's play will do the it. talking for me, Ron. I just wanted to give you a little Tuesday uh, ruffle, you know. So, uh, talk to you later. Adios. All right, it's the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash here on 1410 ESPN Radio. We'll be back in a moment.